This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello, hello. Caps fans, we've got another incredible episode for you on this Thursday where we're going to be pontificating about whatever the fuck we want. And for me, I'm just going to be asking questions about Alex Ovechkin's performance this year. And uh, maybe we can just have a little conversation about his production or the lack thereof. And Polly, what is Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes going to be about? Some USA hockey. Let's go. World Juniors coming up very soon, if not already in – I think it's already in play, right, Polly? Not, no, not yet. Okay, okay. It's coming up very soon. And as an extreme patriot of the USA hockey program, I'm 100% America for this one. Yeah, buddy. All right, let's pop some tabs and get into, into Thursday's episode. What do you think here, Polly? Do it. One, two – Three. Paul, you got any of your Christmas shopping done yet? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just about done. Wow. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, my wife did most of it. Shout out, Liz. Yeah. She's on top of things. <laughs> <laughs> She's on top of all things, as far as you're concerned. Oh. Isn't <laughs> um. <laughs> I have been quite the laggard in my Christmas shopping. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest, folks. I I do not love this season. Like, it's on the tail end of you just getting over a seasonal depression if you're even over it yet. And then uh, you know it's it's I'm just a fucking Grinch, and I think that every year we talk about this this season and how much of a Grinch I am. Um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm spending a lot of money and we're just hanging out, spending money, (laughs) not getting your return on it. No ROI, zero ROI on this. The return is a thank you and your kid's still a spoiled shit. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, there's also some really good foods made around this time of year. That is true. So tell me, what is your family? Is it, are are you ham? Are you turkey? Are you both? We do both for Christmas, yeah. A turkey and a ham? Yeah. Wow, just the age of decadence over there, okay. Um, well, you know, I guess, uh, so I guess typically my dad's side of the family we had such a big crew that it behooved us to have two meats. Um, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, when we would, you know, that was Christmas Eve, then Christmas Day would be with um, my mom's side of the family. I think we normally just did ham there, but I guess now that I'm an adult and um, things have changed, uh, I think ham, yeah. Ham, and then my in-laws usually do some kind of beef. Yeah, see, that's the that's the S level 
I'd say. I do a standing rib roast, you know, because I'm nice. baller as fuck. So, yeah. You got to get on that beef that, you know, it's... We made the switch years, a few years ago. Now, maybe like 10 years ago now. I don't know. But when I was a kid, it was always like a turkey and a ham or both or one or the other, right? Um, but let me ask you this. Do you like a smoked ham or is it a honey glazed ham? Um, I mean, either one's fine with me, but I probably would have to say honey yeah, you know, Polly, I knew you would pick the wrong one because I know you've got quite the sweet tooth. Um, yeah, I'm not a honey glazed ham guy. I'm much more a smoked ham guy. I like, I'm really savory. I really like the savory things in life. Not not so much of a sweets guy. Yeah, well, you know, when you got a um, a segment called snack time, you right. kind of know what you're getting, right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. And speaking of segments, let's get into the Hockey Troll Hip Check where I'm going to, you know, we're just going to ask some uncomfortable questions. We're going to have an uncomfortable conversation. Are you ready? I'm ready. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. So I just want to preface this segment with, you know, I want to talk about some uncomfortable subjects, but also I'm not going to be bringing in any fancy stats, any uh, advanced stats, any any possession metrics, things like that. This is purely going to be, you know, I don't, I don't, we don't need to bring such science into this evil conversation. What we really are just talking about are vibes alone. And just kind of what we're seeing on the ice uh, with Alex Ovechkin's production, or really the lack thereof. So Ovi only has five goals, two of which are empty netters, one of which is a power play goal, uh, up to this point in the season. That's the lowest total at this point in the season in his entire 19-year career. And, you know, he. I, I'm just... I think people are worried, Paulie. I mean, we looked at... The troll poll from last last or Monday from Monday here, and um, you know <laughs> the the public Caps Nation is majority for well is majority worried or no at this point, which again I'll reiterate give your nuts a tug. I think that you know of the first quarter of a season number 19 is is you know you don't have to just count them out yet right as far as getting yeah. the, the record yeah i mean it's a long season and hockey players are human beings and they go through ups and downs in their performance and you know i think ovi's he's getting older He's probably dealing with some sadness without his buddy Backstrom. And I'm sure part of it's also adjusting to the new system. Yeah. Um, you know, Ovechkin has gone 10 games before goalless. And imagine, you know, 
a ten game goalless streak and having the skull fa- or the sky start falling, I wish I could even sniff that type of success in beer league. <laughs> much less, much less a, uh, a you know the NHL. But I you know I I just. I'm going to say it. I, his play on the ice seems uninspired. He's not really moving his feet. And when he does, it's like it's it's almost – it seems – okay, and I'm going to say this is fucked up. It seems almost performative. Do you know what I mean by that? Like he's going for a puck in the corner. He gets – you know, or, or turns over a puck and then a couple hard strides to a direction to make it look like he's trying to get it back. But then, you know, he's up upright, coasting back into the zone, you know, whatever it may be, which is, you know, kind of a quintessential OV. But the problem is that when he gets the puck going the other way, he used to be explosive. He used to be able to progress it. He's never been like that possession guy where he's going to be carrying the mail into the actual zone and making things happen. He's more of a finisher, absolutely. But um, not only do I see him being kind of seemingly uninterested in actually getting the puck Um, when he does have the puck he's passing it a lot and it almost seems like the system that they have in play is four guys working the puck around and Ovi's an an afterthought yeah I mean right now I mean I think everything you said is pretty valid Um, when when I watch him play, it seems like unless it's something teed up for him or he gets, you know, he, he just happens to have the puck with space, he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to create space. He doesn't seem to want to, you know, he doesn't want to seem to have to work for it, to be honest. I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. And then, Jesus Christ, you know. This is a fucking jinx because all throughout last season, all throughout the couple last couple seasons and off seasons, I've been like, you know, Ovi could just sit in that space and probably get like twenty goals a year, you know, just clapping one timers. Well, we have yet to see. Oh, I think we've maybe seen one, maybe one, one timer goal. Now, of course, the penalty kill is still covering him like they are. I feel like now that he's getting closer to the record, like they're probably – it seems like they're covering him more. The yeah. power play is really, though, an even man with, – with Ovi being kind of that guy that's floating. It seems like he's he, – the power play is four guys working – and trying to do some stuff. And then if Ovi's there, like, we'll get it to him. Now, I will say, in the first 20 games, I didn't think John Carlson was teeing it up very nicely for him. No, it just seemed like the last couple of games he started to get him a couple of good passes. Yeah, and maybe that's, you know, J.C.'s getting old. But J.C., you know, he's the – I checked it, like, the other night, um, probably about a week ago. John Carlson's the ice time leader at one point in the uh, average time on ice per game. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I've heard Locker bring that up a couple times. Um, they're really riding him. They are. And, you know, 
I haven't seen as much John Carlson hate. I think John Carlson is, I mean, I think that John Carlson plays five more years, four more years. I think John Carlson's in the Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah. Maybe not a first ballot, but probably a second with the amount of records that he's going to be putting up as far as ice time goes. Uh, but also, like, he's just a, a good defenseman, and he's he's got the offensive flair. Now, I'll say this. I think that Spencer Carberry's defensive system is awesome. I love how he really in, – in our own zone, the Washington Capitals have a fucking line. You know, if you, if you just imagine any given point, like who's the most threatening, the Washington Capitals have a dotted line to that guy, Every all five players on the ice, and they've also got a solid line to the guy that they're guarding. I mean, they really do a good job of pushing the opposition to the perimeter. Now, Ovechkin has done well in Carberry's system. He's breaking the puck out proper for the most part. When he can get it on a stick – kind of placed nicely. Um, And he's making plays in the offensive zone to the tune of secondary and primary assists. So that's still there for him. But you got to give the people what they want, don't you think? Yeah. We we need to see those goals. Right. Like, I need it. And and that, that urge comes from deep, deep down in my plums. And that's how you know it's real. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I'm – and let me just pull up his his, act, his stats this season. He's not ex, he's not like a completely worthless player. He's got 16 points in 25 games. Now, 11 assists. This may be this, – this stat line, five goals and 11 assists, 16 points. I feel like this is like game eight stats. In previous yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I don't know, Polly. I think that... do you Would you say that it's... OV just needing some time to warm up? Do you think this is a pervasive problem? Do you think this is a system problem? I don't know. Combination of all? I think it's a combination of all. Oh, of course. So... Polly Polly is always the guy that's that's all of the above in the SATs. Um uh, usually it's the right answer. It is true. But I I would agree Now do you think that Spencer Carberry is doing like a humble flex? <laughs> On Ovet. Okay, so clearly Spencer Carberry is brought in to take this team into the next next era, right? Post Ovechkin. Yeah. He's supposed to close out Ovechkin's era here as the number one goal scorer in NHL history, and then hopefully be here for ten years like Lindy Ruff style and be able to take this team beyond the Ovechkin era, right? Right. I think he's, you know, he's getting the performance out of the guys that need to be there, right? Like our bottom six, the young guys are buzzing. You've got Tom Wilson, who's, who's, you know, finding twine. 
But of the top six, other than Dylan Strome and, you know, occasionally Sonny Milano, and, and you've got three guys, Kuznetsov, Oshie, and, and Ovi, who are incredible presence in the locker room, especially when you talk about Oshie. But guys who really, you know, their production is not great, the veterans, right? So am I supposed to be here now screaming about the ageism that is going on <laughs> about sandbagging our veterans? Or am I to be like, Ovi needs to play better, Kuznetsov needs to play better, Oshi needs to figure it out? Probably the second one. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, I think they've got it. I mean, they, they. I don't think the system's holding them back. I don't think the coach is holding them back. Fair enough. I mean, I think the system might be, you know, hindering Ovechkin, but everyone else, I don't think so. That makes sense. I, I think, but I, I mean, go ahead. I've seen Ovi get involved in in um, yeah, to his credit, he has gotten involved in the cycle a little bit, and it's just he's, you know, he's he's not he's not winning puck battles, he's not chasing down loose pucks, and if he does, he gets inside the blue line, hits the brakes, and looks to dish. Right, right. He doesn't have, it seems like it, and, and this has been waning for a while, but this season especially, it seems like he doesn't have the drive to score, which is, I can't believe I just put that out on the internet, that statement. And I can't believe that it doesn't surprise me. I know. This is, uh, this is weird. Now, we're looking at a sample size that is very small in relation to his entire career. And anyone yeah. who has this data and is looking at his entire career and trying to have this conversation is probably like, you're a fucking idiot. But, hey, you know, it's definitely a question. Um, and as, as if you take into context like the age and, and things like that, I guess I am still 100... F- I, I believe that Ovi can... can crush the record and I believe that he will what do you believe I believe that he can I hope that he will and I just think that um, it's just making me antsy as well yeah and because I think that the difference is is that with this dry streak you know, if he's he's kind of this nebulous player, and in a, in a, in, in, I don't even know if I'm using that right, but like he's kind of this player who, at times, like he seems aloof, but he's still doing things. Like if he's not scoring, he's like hitting, he's skating. It, the drive is clearly there in his body language and in, in his performance. And when he doesn't score in the past, he's been getting more ways to, you know, more different ways to try to get to the net and try to get shots on net. I just am not seeing that type of adjustment right now. But yeah, I think the this past week, you know, I, the the one timer's still there, the clap bomb's still there, and I don't know if if they're limiting his clap bomb to an injury. 
And that's another thing. Like, Paulie, do you think there's an injury going on? I don't know. I mean, I know you were you were really tinfoil hatting on the the rock tape. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could be. I mean, he's he's a tough dude, and he's played through a lot. So maybe he's just nursing something that you know takes away that ability to have that extra you know, fast twitch that is holding him back from making the goals happen. Yeah, but when I see him actually shoot the one timer. It looks, <clears throat> I mean, it's, he's still got it. He's still got the fucking speed. He's still got it uh, when it's passed well to him. Yeah. It's just that I think that maybe teams have finally figured out that percentage wise, if you can back him up another foot, he's probably much less effective than when, it, you know, than in a certain area than he is in his spot, like closer to the net. Which, yeah. <clears throat> which I would think would be closer to the face-off circles and inside the face-off circles, inside the the the, the larger circle, right? So if you look at the face-off circle, like kind of in the high slot, but adjacent to it, just to the left of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. <sighs> I'm I'm actually kind of upset that we have to have this conversation right now. Yeah, me too. But but Can it needs to it? happen. <laughs> well, yeah. So let's end it. Caps fans, let us know what you think in the comments about, like, you know, is Ovi going to do it? Do you see these same kind of weird things in his play that we haven't seen in the past that we're picking up? Um, I just hope it's a big troll that Ovi wants to get, like, 20 assists before he starts banging in goals. Yeah. It's a little game he's playing. Yeah. You know, like Jordan, you know, like I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. He needs to take like, you know, something because everybody said he's a, he's a puck hog early in his career. Maybe he's getting those, those come ins. He's going to get to 20 assists first and then he's going to ring up 40. Oh, from your, your lips to God's ears. Exactly. Exactly. So Capstans, you know, don't fret. I'm not I'm not in chaos mode right now. But what I am in is hoping and praying mode that we see a goddamn Ovechkin goal in the next 10 games. Right. Let it be Need the it. next game. Let it be the next game. Okay? In Philly. In Philly. Let's let's see a hat trick. Let's see now fuck it. Let's see a five goal performance by Ovechkin. No. Oh, in Philly. Oh. oh, now I'm feeling it deep in my plums. Yeah, doesn't that get you moist? Yeah, let's yeah. do that, Caps fans. Just salivating at that. Let's double up the goal total of the season in one game, and we'll just put all the haters to rest here. I'm here for it. Absolutely. So, Caps fans, you can bet on it, and you can also bet on the action. On the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for just bet for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- 
eight hope and Y or text hope and Y four, six, seven, three, six, nine in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call eight, 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 seven, eight, nine, seven, 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of boot Hill casino and resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Polly, I am hungry. I got something for you. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. Well, it's never a bad time to talk about USA hockey. Let's go. So we'll start off with the women's game. They're in the midst of the rivalry series. Two games have already been played, and just in case anyone isn't sure or unfamiliar, the Rivalry Series is a five-game, no, I'm sorry, seven-game series played every year between Team Canada and Team USA. And this year, the first game was on November 9th, the second was on the 11th, both played in the U.S. First, they played in Mollet Arena. And then they played in L.A. The Team USA kicked it off. And I believe I believe Canada actually won the series last year after U.S. was up 3-0. They did. Yeah. Um, I think Canada had a comeback in Game 4. And then that just echoed into the entire series. Yeah. Um, how fucking disappointing. Right. And that was coming off of, you know... Canada had won the last Olympics, then they won the World Championships last year. So right now, Canada really has the upper hand. Um, <clears throat> so these first three games are going to basically serve as half of the new, or maybe not half, but a large portion of the new women's leagues preseason, basically, because that'll be starting here in January, I believe is their their aim. Yeah. So Team USA has got a two nothing lead right now. Uh, game one, they won three to nothing. That was kicked off with a Hillary Knight goal with eight seconds left in the first period. Now, a Hillary Knight goal is like an Ovechkin goal, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, they ended up. Um, yeah, like I said, three to one. Taylor Heisey and Alex Carpenter scored. Um, and Canada, Brianne Jenner play, or she scored for Team USA or Team Canada. Sorry. Um, so they left Mollet Arena up one nothing. They went into LA. Team USA had a five to two victory. Carpenter, Curl, Bilka, Hughes twice for Team USA, and then Laura Stacy and Jamie Lee Retray scored for Team Canada. Now, this episode drops on Thursday, which is the day of Game 3, which they're heading up to Canada for. It is a 7 p.m. game, and that'll be on the NHL Network. All of these are on the NHL Network. 
and no, Kitchener. then they Kitchener, play Ontario. Yeah, Kitchener, Kitchener Memorial Auditorium, mm-hmm. and then they'll stay in Ontario for Game Four, which is on the sixteenth at five p.m. Progressive Auto Sales Arena, and then they get a little break, and the series continues mid February with game two games in Saskatoon on the seventh and the ninth. And then on the 11th, they'll come back to USA and play at the Excel Energy Center. Yo, that's <clears throat> why are they getting them? That's crazy. They get a month off in between this series. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think that's super rare, but I think it is a longer break than normal. Yeah. But my guess is maybe World Juniors has something to do with it. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, oh, it probably has something to do with the the new league starting. Right. Yeah, right. that's probably it's like a little taste taking. for women's hockey right now. And I love how we do US US, then four in a row Canadian, yeah. and then we get game seven. Yeah. And I um you know, I think it was the opposite last year. There were four in, in the US. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, on top of the women's league starting, that's something to catch. So this week, Thursday and Saturday, NHL Network, Thursday at 7 p.m., Saturday at 5 p.m. So Saturday could be a real good warm-up for your Caps game watching. Yep. Let's go. And then the World Junior Tournament has now been released. And this is being held in Sweden. So Team USA is going to play an exhibition to start off against Sweden. Actually, two exhibitions. They're going to play Sweden and Canada. Uh, They're going to play Canada. It'll air at noon Eastern time on Christmas Eve. So those will be their two warm-up games. And then they will play Norway, Switzerland, Czechia, and then Slovakia. So that starts, the pre-tournament is December 21st, and then they play Canada. We'll be able to watch that on the NHL Network at noon on Christmas Eve. They play Norway on the 26th, Switzerland on the 28th, Czechia the 29th, and then Slovakia on New Year's Eve at 6 a.m. our time. Then, on the second, is when the quarterfinals will begin. So, yeah, playing no, games are pre-New Year's, and then after the New Year is when you'll get into the playoffs. Yeah, and once like, the round robin ends, <clears throat> which is the preliminary round, things get really hot and heavy. Uh, they wrap up yeah. the championship really quick, which is pretty typical with the ju- World Juniors. Um, I love how the rink that they're playing at the uh, the, the last quarter yeah. quarterfinal game is called, and and into the semifinals and the medal games is called the Scandinavium. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, what I do mean, you think? Our... The... Oh, go ahead. Well, the other rink name is pretty great too. The Frölundaborg. <laughs> for Lundeborg. Yeah. yeah. For Lundeborg. And then I'm not. There's 
the Katina Arena, Katina, Katina, and then Kungsbacka, Ishal. Yeah, those are all pretty Swedish. <laughs> so, what's our what's our chances here? I mean, we're in a cert, we're in a pretty uh, competitive group as always. Yeah, um, I mean it's nice. Well, I mean Russia, I believe, is not invited. Um, right. Don't have to play Canada to start it off. I I think honestly, it's. I mean, it is competitive, but I think it's also favorable having Norway and Switzerland. I think Czechia and Slovakia are going to present a real problem. But I, I mean. I don't want to say guaranteed two wins, but it's pretty close to looking like two guaranteed wins. Yeah, and I mean, but to open up with Sweden in at home and then Canada, woof. Yeah, I mean, they're lucky that that's the, the pre-tournament game. Yeah, exactly. And we don't have to play to get in. We're not playing either of those teams. No, yeah, that, that would be elimination games before we'd see them. Right. So I would say this is a pretty nice schedule for the U.S. to get into uh, medal play or at least into the finals and the tournament itself, if you will. Uh, I mean, but hey, look, these hockey's gotten crazy internationally and it's always been good. But like with Czechia and Slovakia, those two teams are good. And then, you know, the yeah. Swiss and, and the Norwegians are no slouches either. I mean, you're right. They're not slouches, but they're definitely not. And I, I think I think Czechia made a run last year. They so, did. They did. Yeah. I think they made it all the way to the finals. So, like, if you, if you look at... While this is good that we're sans Sweden, sans Canada, and in, in the preliminary play, it, and we sans Finland, and Finland, yeah, no Finland either. Um, I think that it's it's a it's a beneficial schedule, but the U.S. team can't get cocky here. Oh, you're right. I mean, you know, we're fans, so we can think this way, but they cannot afford that. <laughs> exactly right. They need to. Obviously, we're pumped. I think this is a great. I love this this schedule right now, but you know they have to make sure that they're holding their standards up to like Canada and Sweden. Right. Yeah, you're right. And, and you know, looking at the roster, looks pretty good. Um, there's only four non NCAA players on the team, and they're all either in the OHL or we've got one young buck who plays for the U.S. development team. And that is a forward named James Higgins. Kid is born in 06 playing in this game. Um, he's also the only one who's not a draft pick because he's not eligible yet. But, you know, this just gives more credence to the uh, the development of college hockey. A lot of, a lot of Big Ten on this list. Um, a lot of Hockey East. Shout out, Danny Nelson, Notre Dame. 
Okay, that's uh, that's enough. Listen, you knew we've got. You knew I had to throw it in there. Of course, of course. But Caps fans, Ryan Leonard and Ryan Ches- Chesley have both been chosen to participate in the Team USA selection camp for the 2024 tournament. Um, both of them have had, you know, obviously Ryan Leonard, the second round, uh, or was a first rounder for us in 2023. And then in 2022, Ryan Chesley was second rounder for us for team USA. Uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of pretty good, I'm looking at the roster right now. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is still, you know, it's still listed as the preliminary roster, but, um, doesn't look like there's too many spots to cut. Right. There's um, like 29 on this roster. So you're looking at four or five guys that are probably going to get the ax. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll probably take, they'll probably take all three goalies, keep one guy off the roster. If they're allowed to do that, I'm not sure. Right. Um, I'm not sure what the limit is. Um, and then there's reserves too. So you can bring guys yeah. in. The entire decor, college hockey. Let's go. NCAA, so, baby. I, yeah. Um, it's looking pretty good. I, I think uh, I have a lot of hope for this team. You know, Team USA traditionally performs quite well. It seems like they win You know, every third or fourth year. Uh, it'd be nice if that would translate to the Olympic game, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, I mean, there's a lot of first rounders on here. Yeah. A lot of first rounders. And so, Not- you know, I think this is a great, I, I like I said, the schedule is going our way. We're going to have to meet the powerhouse teams once we get into the tournament so, you know, you could look at it both ways. You could say, hey, we got a high seed. And if, you know, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Chechia even falters, then, you know, we may have a battle in the first quarterfinal. But either way, I think that we're going to get into actual tournament play. I would, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I like the way it's looking. Hopefully, if they have an easier trip there, they feel more refreshed, they're confident, and they can just blow through the the more traditionally talented squads. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Caps fans, you should be rooting for the USA, and if you're not, you know, I don't know what's your problem. But this is our most extreme form of patriotism on this show, so... We're Team USA all the way, and I 100% hope that all the way we can absolutely put a good showing. Would love to see the boys. I would love to see Ryan Leonard. Would love to see Ryan Chesley make the team and then go on to secure a World Juniors gold. That's that's what we're hoping for, and that's what we're <laughs> manifesting. Absolutely. We're putting those vibes out. We're putting it out there into the universe and hopefully it will return fruitful. Paul, you got anything yeah, else? And we'll talk well, it's, well, we'll talk more about it once it comes around. Um, I'm sure you know the tournament's long enough, so we'll probably have one episode to break down what has happened 
basically the first half, and then we'll have an episode to to talk about the whole thing, how it went down, hopefully celebrate a gold, and at that point we'll be two more games into the rivalry series. So here in the next couple weeks, plenty more USA hockey to talk about. But Absolutely. That's it. And that's that's why we have Polly Cupcakes on the show, to, to keep that patriotism at an all-time high. Well, you know, there is something I – I remember I got into an argument once because, you know, Wheeling, West Virginia, um, there's a pretty decent hockey following here, but we're definitely a far cry from being a diehard hockey town. And, you know, a lot of my, my friends – their only familiarity was with Penguins because that's the closest pro team. And I said something like, the NHL isn't hockey. The NHL is a part of hockey. You know, like, to them, the NHL is it. You know, that's right. that's, that's their hockey. And, you know, there, there's just so much good hockey out there. There's so much not good hockey out there, like the kind that we play. But... <laughs> There's, you know, there's just so much hockey out there. And so when when I get a chance, I like to bring a little light to it because the NHL is all in your face. we gotta we got to talk about the other good stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And then it gives us a chance. You know, World Junior Tournament is really where it's the, the, the pinnacle of performance for um, for these young guys who are also usually drafted by your favorite hockey team in the NHL. So it's a good look to see guys uh, at their young age. Now, does that mean they're going to be a, a wash or a superstar? No, but it's cool to have that connection with a player so young and then following their career all the way up into hopeful NHL stardom. Absolutely. I mean, this is where people like Connor Bedard and Connor <laughs> McMichael, you know, that's where these guys got famous. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Caps fans. Well, until next week, hope you liked our segments. Hopefully we get some OV goals. Hopefully the Team USA starts absolutely dominating. But until next week, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at Holly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>